people think they know Bigfoot. From grainy photos and Canadian lore. From bad reality TV and beef jerky slander. But what they don't know is that Bigfoot is long dead. Murdered in these Santa Cruz mountains. And tonight, we were hunting his ghost. It was just past midnight, and we were high enough in the mountains that we could look into the valley below at the scattered lights of the town of Elk Meadows. That's where I grew up, between these mountains and that small town. That's where my mother told me the real story of Bigfoot. A story passed down from family to family, from Angel Fire website to Angel Fire website, that he was a government creation, a monstrous man-beast built to fight the commies, gunned down in these very hills when he began supporting moderate socialist policy. And yet, his spirit never left, emerging from his slumber once a month to let his presence be known with a deep, guttural howl. Nice, Ben. That was pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, tried a little vibrato. <laughs> That's Ben Porter. Uh, you know, it looks like we got some pretty thick cloud cover coming from the west. We could see rain within the hour. He's a private eye. Which means we should probably take a little break. You know, rest the old hooves. What are your thoughts on a quick five, huh? Maybe a quick ten? A private eye with 1.5 stars on Yelp. Hey, you said you brought snacks, right? I didn't mishear that, the, the part about the snacks. But Bigfoot's ghost wasn't the only mystery in these mountains, nor the only cover-up. Because while we didn't know it at the time, this forest was about to be home to yet another murder. And this time, the victim would be human. And not me, obviously, because, you know, I'm, I'm doing the podcast now, alive. This is Sydney Bell, and you're listening to The Hunt, question mark. Saturday, September 28th, 8 a.m., the morning before the murder. From KCRW News, Channel 10, a special report with Angelica Davies. Like many sleepy Silicon Valley towns, Elk Meadows has long been known for its slower pace of life, its kitschy antique stores of no practical value, and its exorbitant median income. But now, it's known for something else, too. Greetings, I'm Robo Robbie, the helpful robot. Placed just outside of Town Hall, Robo Robbie was built to be a symbol of friendship and community for the people of Elk Meadows, as well as an information hub for all who pass. Robo Robbie, what time is it? 3.15. Robo Robbie, does my shirt fit? Eh. Robo Robbie, when will my father love me? Installed just last week, Robo Robbie is already the talk of the town, and many people are loving their new robot friend. Like this lady who's looking at her phone instead of us. I like how Robo Robbie can entertain my kids, so I don't have to. Or this young man with a neck beard. 
I like how Robo Robbie's face is just human enough to make my mind uncomfortable, but my body aroused. But, as with anything new in this close-knit community, Robo Robbie has found his detractors as well. I heard it's a funding ploy for someone's startup. I heard it's a listening device for a country we don't like. I heard it marks the first stage of Skynet's infiltration. 420. So for now, Robo Robbie is being shelved. You will rule this day, humans. Because while Elk Meadows may be in the epicenter of the ever-changing tech world, its residents still aren't quite ready to give up their quaint and simple way of life. This is Angelica Davies, signing off. Elk Meadows may be filled with money and happy people and small-town charm, but it's equally filled with something much less palatable. Lies. Take the name, for instance, Elk Meadows. I've lived here my entire life, and I haven't once seen an elk. Not to be confused with the various genera of mule deer that run rampant through the forest. And meadows? Well, that's a broad enough word that we totally have those. But not like the cool kind. Lame ones. All this to say, Elk Meadows has its secrets, and my mother told me all about them. Of the corruption of the mayors, plural, as the position rotates every two years. Of the influx of fluoride being pumped into our tap water without the consent of the govern. And of perhaps Elk Meadow's greatest secret of all. The wanton cover-up of Bigfoot's ghost. Sheriff? Sheriff Chow? A word? Oh, God damn it! You again? This is Adam Chow, head of the Elk Meadow Sheriff's Department. Who told you I was here? Was it Jenny? It was totally Jenny, wasn't it? As a taxpaying resident of Elk Meadows, I demand to know what you've been hiding about Bigfoot's ghost. Look, Sydney, if this is about your mom... No! What? Please, Sheriff, I just want to know about Bigfoot's ghost. Like I said before, and before that, I have no idea what the hell that is. A denial from the authorities was expected. But what about the masses? Surely I wasn't the only one to know of Bigfoot's ghost. Or BFG as I called him once before being told not to based on copyright reasons. So I made the rounds and asked tens of twenties of people around Elk Meadows this simple question. Excuse me ma'am, what do you know about Bigfoot's ghost? Ugh, are you serious? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard he's from Uranus. Well, you know what they say about guys with big feet. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry, I don't have any change. But despite the gossip mongering of this town, the answers I got were all the same. Either everyone was in on the cover-up, or so unequivocally, er, pathetically naive that they didn't know there was a cover-up to begin with. Everyone, that is, except for one man. And that's after the break. The Hunt, question mark, is brought to you by the good people at Whitley and Beckett. Are you a woman and blood exits your vagina during the process known as menstruation? (laughs) Are you a man and you get bloody noses due to bar fights or other manly activities like eating rocks? (laughs) Then get a pack of Silver Bullets, the sleekest and most absorbent tampon on the market. It soaks up fluids and feels great because while many of your problems are deep-seated and have no cure, When it comes to that time of the month, 
there is a Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet is a proud member of the Whitley and Beckett family. Bigfoot? Ah, uh, yeah, that's my dude right there. We're talking about his ghost, right? Oh, sure, yeah. He's also great. And real. So, you're paying in advance, right? Here's Ben Porter again, the private eye. He lives on the bad side of town, which makes him seem more legitimate. I'd seen his picture on bus stop benches, but not unlike the fancy laminated ad, one that was illegally taped over that one, and then taken down and taped up again, which meant, at the very least, that he wasn't in the pocket of some big corporation. Yeah, definitely a small shop here, which is why I prefer cash. Or Venmo. But, like, don't say it's for P.I. stuff, you know, for, like, tax purposes. Ben was in his 40s, slightly to moderately out of shape, and his place was a mess. Which followed with his 1.5 stars on Yelp. His reviews often cited laziness, messiness, and a general apathy towards everything relating his job. A fact which was reinforced as he yawned three to four times during our conversation. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. Go on. I'm listening. I'm listening. It's active. It's like an active yawning. But he was untainted by the powerful forces in the shadows, the puppeteers of Elk Meadows, who were watching my every move. And also his PI license let us creep around and stuff. So for now, that meant we were partners. Uh, oh, my bad. I'll be back at 10 o'clock. Then we can leave for the forest and begin the hunt. Heck yeah, we can. But uh, can we take your car? I'm, I'm kind of low on gas. While my mother wouldn't have liked it, I'd folded a month back and gotten a smartphone to do research online and triangulate GPS data and play Candy Crush, but mainly so I could record audio for my podcast. To maintain journalistic integrity, my goal was to document everything and release the findings that very day. You know, it's kind of cold out tonight. It's supposed to rain later. What do you say we do this whole Bigfoot ghost thing tomorrow instead? Bigfoot's ghost only comes out on full moons, like tonight. Chill, chill. Yeah. So, like, what are we, what are we looking for here? Like ghost footprints? Or? He comes out to feed. So, any sign of dead rabbits or squirrels or what about a bigger game like elk? There are no elk here, just mule deer. Not really, I don't know if those were elk. They're not. And this guy looks like what? Like Bigfoot but see-through? I haven't seen him, yet. My mom never let me go out at night during a full moon, specifically to avoid him. Oh, you're from around here. Who's your mom? Margaret Bell. Oh, shit, oh. Uh, no. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. What? Yeah, it's just, it's not part of the narrative. Oh, like, like, for the recording? Yes. And it's a podcast. Right, yeah. Of course. So, who likes music? Huh? I'm not really. This guy does! Huh? 
We parked on the outskirts of the forest at an old teenage makeout spot called Neckin Peak. But despite its name, Neckin Peak was one of the lower lookouts of the forest. It wasn't much of a peak at all. Did the lies of this town know no end? We made our way into the forest, planning to head inwards and upwards. It was a clear night, but heavy clouds were approaching and could be upon us by morning. I'd packed healthy nuts, homemade granola, and some beef jerky, which I'd kept sealed in a glass jar to A, avoid harmful brainwashing chemicals from plastics, and B, trap in the savory beef scent that could attract bears. Wait, there are bears out here. Growing up in these mountains, my mom stressed independence. She knew what it was like to have that taken away from her. So we kept mostly to ourselves. But while I didn't know many kids my age, my mom raised me on a steady diet of mystery books, bootleg cable, Apache internet connection, and the great outdoors. So I'd always felt at home in this forest. Ben, on the other hand... Yeah, I'm more of a city guy. City slicker. Or what have you. Oh, shit! Motherfucker. That's why I shouldn't have worn the Chuck Taylors. For two hours, we trekked through the forest, gaining considerable ground and altitude. But despite our vigilant eyes and my tonally accurate Bigfoot calls, we'd yet to see any traces of the phantasmical beast. But there was a lookout ahead, so we planned to power through. Okay, you, you know, you, you go on. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. <sighs> well, I planned to power through. We're high up now. Got a great view of the forest. Could even see little lights of elk meadows in the distance. But so far, no signs of Bigfoot's ghost. No haunted howls or ravaged animal carcasses. And while my mom always preached patience, I can't help but find myself antsy to prove her right. To show all those people around town who'd call their mad Margaret or the crazy lady with the hats. But, you know, these, these sort of cover-ups took a long time to build and may take a long time to uncover. Yeah, I mean, eventually the findings of tonight will just be one of many data points in my research. And a single lost night doesn't mean technically... Oh, oh, oh shit! I knew he was out here! Ben! Ben! Oh, I, I just was resting my sweat. What is, what, what happened? D down by the tree line, there's something moving towards the clearing. Something coming at me fast. I can't make out the figure, but it's definitely bipedal. Seems too small to be Bigfoot's ghost, but then again, a paranormal form could easily have fluctuations in size dependent on climate or atmosphere. So... Oh no, it's definitely a human. Hey, hey, Sydney, what the hell was that? Uh, uh, there's a woman down below, like, in the clearing. A woman? Yeah, she, she's brunette, young, 20-ish, maybe, in her underwear? Uh, miss, are, are you okay? Help! Please, you gotta help me! Uh, okay, okay, just wait there, we'll, we'll find a way down. I have a blanket in the car and some beef jerky, it's funny food. Oh my god. Oh my god! We gotta go. But okay. what, what if she would? Hey, 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 half her face has been blown off, and whoever did it just heard you yelling about beef jerky, okay? We gotta go. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was blocked by the trees. 
I only saw her go down. What the hell happened? This guy? I think it was a guy. He came up behind her with a gun and... Wait, 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 you saw the shooter? Yeah. He had it on the gloves. One of those black masks. Like a ski mask. That's great. Oh. Hey, Bill, remember all those details. That way when we get to the cops... Oh, no, I, I don't think we should... No, go. no, 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 no. Trust me. This is their thing, okay? We go to the police. We tell them what you saw. Yep, and the then shooter we... was... No, no, Sydney. Listen, we have to the tell shooter them... was wearing a police uniform. Oh... Yeah, that's not great. The Hunt, question mark, is created, written, and directed by Eric Wong. Produced by Stephen Pipps, Eric Wong, and Aaron Merrill. Edited by Aaron Merrill and Eric Wong. Audio engineering by Aaron Merrill and Will Katsopoulos. Sound design and mixing by Armin Arush and Aaron Merrill. With script supervising by John Sherry and assistant directing by Gabby McCullough. Starring Taylor Owen and Matt Topping. With additional voices by Kelsey Vandenberg, John B. Steins, James Ripuyan, Nicole Casagna, Tori Jimenez, Nathan Hengstebeck, Aaron Merrill, Marguerite H. Noki, Tasha Sill, Will Kiltsopoulos, and Tom Perrick. With original artwork by Brian Wong and original compositions by Armin Arouche. 